KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Good evening. I'm Diego Bradley, and this is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Joining me today is Laura Jones. Hey, Diego. Thanks for coming in and uh, leading the show tonight. It's primary election day, and I wanted to get a youth perspective, and I said, how do you think about taking over the show? And you were like, yes, please. <laughs> yes. So I'm guessing you got a lot to say? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, today is election day, as Laura just said. Um, if you haven't already gone out to vote, you still have two hours. Eight o'clock is when it closes. So hop in your car, turn on 90.9, and get to the polls. <laughs> I love it. So um, with us right now, we have Ginevra Prothero yeah. from the League of Women Voters of Utah. Welcome, Ginevra. Hey, Ginevra. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. We're going to get uh, some info on voting from you, but also coming up on the show, Diego, we have... We, we have um, Kern's Youth Council, who have been doing some great things in the community. Um, getting some so we're gonna, awards. Yeah, and getting some, some awesome awards. So we're going to um, chat with them for a minute about what they're doing out in Kern's. Okay. Um, and then later on the show, we have um, a bunch of young diplomats of Utah. I'm excited. And when you say a bunch, we a have lot. a bunch. We put the word out. We weren't sure who could come or not. And they are all here. I so, think there's like five or six now. Yeah. So we've got we've got quite the panel coming up. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about voting and the state of politics and get a little bit of a, uh, a youth perspective on all those things. So I'm, ex- I'm super excited for that. Well, rallies and resources is what we usually start with. Anything on your radar that you'd like to bring to people's attention? You know, you go to krcl.org, there is rallies and resources. Yes. So, um, as you know, this weekend was the Arts Festival. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed that a ton. I got some guy to uh, bedazzle my phone case, which I'm really excited (laughs) about. Um, He he spray painted it up. But speaking of art, um, Thursday is the last day to go see the Golden Spike Chinese Art Show at the Union Station Museum up in Ogden. So go check that out. Um, I know I'm going to try to find time to. It seems like an awesome show. Um, And then on July 13th, um, there's a Meet the Candidates barbecue um, at Liberty Park. Um, So the Crossroads Urban Center says, come join us at Liberty Park Pavilion for a free meal, a chance to connect with your fellow community members, and the opportunity to meet the candidates running to represent you in the upcoming midterm elections. And that ties into our conversation tonight. It's primary election, and by July 13th, we'll know who's going to the general. Yep. And boy, what what is your take on how the grown-ups are handling the world for your generation, Diego? Um, I'd say not great. <laughs> um, I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, after um, what happened with the, the overturning of Roe Ro versus Wade on uh, on Friday, um, I was not super happy with that. I think it's gonna gonna affect all of us, yeah. not just um, you know, not just the women, but that's the most important thing. And um, I think you know, for all my uh, my great girlfriends, um, I would love for them to have a little bit more more freedom yeah. and bodily autonomy. So. Well, let's get to our special guests to start. We have, like you said, Ginevra Prothro. And remind folks what you do for the League of Women Voters of Utah. Sure, absolutely. I am the Director of Voter Services for the League of Women Voters for the state of Utah. So I've been really busy, and I'll be even more busy with the general election. Yeah. So how has it been getting the vote out? 
getting people registered to vote, getting people engaged. Sure. So I think that this year has been a lot easier than past years. Um, so because of the Republican Party and how many people are you know on the ballot and so on with their primary. And so it's been a little bit easier this year. So I did get the League of Women Voters to come to Davis County Pride, which I organized that event. And so Congratulations, it was, it was nice. the first, right? It was the Davis very County? first inaugural one. And what was awesome is we registered so many people that day. Oh, wow. And Derek Kitchen came out and he helped register voters too and encouraged. Mm. So I think that um, it's going to be much easier now that Friday happened, which is horrible. And thank you so much, Diego, for what you said. And so that really just inspires me. So thank you. Check tonight's show photo if you have any question about Ginevra's stance on what happened on Friday with the Supreme <laughs> yeah. Court. Not very happy. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, but I'm just really excited to continue. So we're going to be having um, where we're going to be reaching out to the candidates and having them fill out information for vote 411. And I'm looking for interns that want to help. Diego. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? I've already got an intern. Kern's Youth Council. Uh, so, yeah, anyone from the state of Utah. So, okay. and I'll give you a really good recommendation and nice write up. And there you go. so, looking for that. So, we're busy. You know, Diego, I was reading something about the number of registered Republicans, the number of registered Democrats. It's the unaffiliated that is a pretty big number, but also. The folks who aren't registered but are eligible. Ginevra, that's a huge number, right? It is a very big number. And a lot of the problems that we're having is I've even spoken to my own children because I am Gen X. Mm -hmm. So I've got a 27-year-old millennial and I have an 18-year-old um, Gen Z. And they both just feel discouraged. And so it was another person that actually got my children to register to vote. Oh, and yeah. that's kind of amazing that they did. And they did vote for the first time. And so that was great. And um, it's a really big deal. But um, I think that that's going to be the next thing that we need to focus on. People mm -hmm. don't know that you can register to vote when you're 16. Yeah, I haven't done that. So I need to get that done. I won't be Do able it. to vote till uh, next April. But I want to be registered and already. You can be registered and already. And if you don't know if you want to be a Democrat or a Republican, you don't have to choose. And so that's a good thing about it. And when you get your driver's license... That's another place that yep. you can register you can to vote. Check that box. They want to be registered check to vote. Check the box. Okay, we mentioned the big number. We're talking mm -hmm. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Eligible. You know, that's a, you know it's got to be up into Utah. Yeah. It's got to be pretty far up there. Yeah. I don't know how the exact numbers, but I okay. know it's thousands. All right, you might have to Google it for us on I your, will on have your to way Google out it and then sure. text me. I, I know it's a pretty big number, Diego. It is very big. So, what is the message to uh, your peers, Diego, that you want to give about uh, primary election day and preparing to vote? Um, go get out and vote and uh, also inform yourselves. Um, I think it's important to not just vote, but also. Um, know who you're voting for and what their campaign they're running on and uh, what kind of issues they're trying to affect because it might not always be the person with your party who is actually doing what you want yeah do you identify with party or do you identify with person diego i think identifying with person is so much more important if you have time to do the research absolutely identify with a person over a party what do you think of that Ginevra? I used to not agree with that, but now I'm. you are so <laughs> spot on. I have always been registered as a certain particular party yeah. because I'm pretty progressive. And now I um, 
am registered as a Republican just because I want to have a say. And um, the League of Women Voters is nonpartisan. So when I talk about where I am registered, that's just me speaking for myself because okay. we are nonpartisan. But I never thought I would be registered as a Republican in my entire life. And so are my parents, yeah. And so, like, in a million years. And so, but, um, you know, my ballot, I had people to choose from. My husband's ballot, who's registered as a Democrat, he only had the school board to choose from. Because the Democratic Party did not put forth a candidate they did in not. certain areas. areas. Mm-hmm. And so, well, even in Davis County, we didn't have any, even for the local elections. Yeah. So, um, like our representative, Carrie Ann Lizenby, yeah. she's running unopposed. Mm. So party is a is a huge issue in the entire country, in the community. Yeah. And uh, I just encourage folks to vote, return that ballot, go to the polls. I really, I may have a personal preference, but that's mine, not yours. I just want you to vote. If you're eligible, vote. There's so many people who can't vote because of age or citizenship status and, and uh, or perhaps can't get to the polls and register on the day of unaffiliated and choose a ballot so folks vote.utah.gov but where can folks get info about the league of women voters of utah and all the great research that you do not just on candidates but issues and topics sure absolutely so we do have a website that's at lwvutah.org and there's a lot of information on there it talks about our platforms we've been around for over a hundred years and we do ha- do a lot of things on issues for women's rights and for education. And so we need to have the younger generations come in yeah. to be able to help um, make the will better. And like so it. it's invented, but we need our youth to inspire us and to take over. And keep <laughs> so the wheel rolling. Yes, keep the wheel rolling. And so it's this next generation. I mean, I'm going to be retired someday, and education's everything to me because it's those kids are going to take care of me. Well, so did you I, talk to all the youth here in the studio I today? <laughs> I was like, would you please go ahead and sign up for the League of Women Voters? And you can be a male. You do yeah. not have to be a female. We Everyone's need, welcome. Yes. And so and we welcome transgender women, queer, queer folks, non-binary. Anybody can join the League. One of my favorite things that the league does, Diego, is they have all these different committees that you can volunteer on and help keep an eye on legislation at the People's House during interim as well as the general session of the legislature and then come down to KRCL and report out. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you guys want to have us come, I know all the people that do that. And it's been fun to learn how to testify or to yeah. do a um, where you're at the hearing and testify So on, on issues, on issues that and people care about. I think there's about, oh, a dozen young folk in the studio today, Diego, that would be great at that. So Yeah. Any other questions that you have for Ginevra? Um, no, I don't think so. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, I absolutely. It. It's my pleasure. We're going to get the, the uh, Kearns Youth Council in here, but Diego, you picked a song that you wanted from John Lennon. Why? Um, I think um, it's uh, Power to the People. It's a, I mean, it's a song that, is I mean he he has kind of a couple different verses where um, he tackles a couple different issues pretty briefly, but I think in the amount of words that that he says he, or that he writes he says a lot. Um, there we go. And uh, this kind of recurring power to the people, power to the people is uh, pretty inspiring, especially in times like today where sometimes it feels like we don't have that much power. Get to the polls, folks. Open till yes. eight. Get in line before eight. We'll be back in a minute. With Diego and this Youth Takeover Radioactive on KRCL. The people, the people. 
Outdoor Afro celebrates and inspires black connections and leadership in nature. Now with chapters in Salt Lake City and Park City. More details at OutdoorAfro.com. Welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones, and it's a youth takeover of the show. Rashawn Leak has the night off. We'll be back next week. Diego Bradley, our intern on Tuesday nights and for the summer, is taking over the show. Where are we headed next, Diego? We are headed to Kearns, not literally, but um, <laughs> metaphorically. Actually, they've come here, yeah. and uh, we've got four from the Kearns Youth Council, um, and Radioactive, we say it in the intro every time, it's a show for community builders, and who is better than the Kearns Youth Council? Maybe we can have you introduce yourselves. All right, let's start over here with their teacher and advisor. I'm uh, Andrew Busey. And what high school? Kearns High? From Kearns High School, yes. Right, and you're the teacher and advisor for which clubs? I uh, teach Latinos in Action, coach football and basketball, and then in the advisor with the Kearns Youth Council. Wonderful. Pass that mic to the next uh, Kearns Youth Council member. Yo, I'm Angel Bayadas. I am uh, 18 years old, a Kearns High School graduate, and I am part of LIA and also Kearns Youth Council. Wonderful. All right, we're going to go next, Diego. Um, go right. ahead, grab that mic and talk right into it, Emily. Uh, my name is Emily Rojo Mendoza. Um, I am the president of the Kearns Youth Council. I am going to be a senior next year. And uh, I'm also in L.A. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to stop right here, Diego, because she just got recognized by the governor. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Spirit of Service Award, Emily. Yes. Congratulations for everything you do with Kearns Youth Council. All right, we got one more for person here from KYC. Hey, my name is Giovanni Rojas Chavez. I am a member of the Kearns Youth Council. And, you know, at first, I didn't really know much about it. My teacher, Mr. Busey, had to talk to me about it. He said, hey, look, I think you'd be a great fit. I wasn't so sure about it, but I'm yeah. glad I made that choice. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, how about we go to the rest of you guys? How did all the rest of you get involved? Emily, go ahead. Uh, so I got involved. It was the year that COVID hit really hard. It was November. I was basically doing nothing at home. And Mr. B literally sent me an email like, hey, there's this council that we want to start. Do you want to be a part of it? And I joined it. And we had a lot of new members, but then we lost them all at one point. But we got to rebuild it with a couple new people and those small few became more. That's awesome, yeah. And uh, what about you, Angel? Yeah, um, I'm on the same boat as Emily, you know. Back then during when COVID hit us hard in November, I was also one of the first members of Kearns Youth Council. And same deal, like Mr. Buseth asked me if I wanted to join Kearns Youth Council since he thought I would be a perfect fit. And I was like, yeah, I would love to join, you know. I love helping the community and everything. And uh, Andrew, maybe you can speak for a second, or maybe I should call you Mr. Buseth. Um I'm a student, so um, <laughs> I don't I don't know that I deserve to be calling it's, you by It's first summertime. Day. It's all good. <laughs> awesome. You guys got best of state too, right? Yes, uh, we were awarded the best public youth organization in best of state. Yeah, you're probably pretty proud of your council. Um, maybe you can speak a minute on uh, on some of the some of the things they've done and and your opinion on that. Yeah, they're they're awesome. We're just um, Heather Durham's the other advisor, and we're just trying to stay out of their way, just kind of help them in what they need. But um, they started out, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, 2020, when school was back, and it was half in school, half out, and they just started meeting on Zoom, started talking about things, the needs that they saw in our community, starting with um, the need for food that. You know, which is still a huge need in, in, in our community and 
in our state and our country and they started um, raising funds to provide goods and supplies and funds for the local food pantries in our community and they raised over six thousand seven thousand dollars for the food pantries in our in our community in Kearns in the midst of the pandemic which was absolutely amazing go ahead and jump in if I'm missing anything yeah how did you guys raise funds for that maybe we can have that uh, Emily or Angel talk about that for a minute. Um, so we wanted to raise money for the food pantry since we saw that there was a lot of need for it since after the pandemic everyone kind of lost their job and a lot of people weren't able to provide food for their family. Uh, so basically we just had we had to brainstorm ideas of what we wanted to help and uh, in our community. So uh, we wanted to earn uh, money for uh, six local food banks. Angel, you got anything to say? Um, yeah, not only did we, like, you may be wondering, how did we raise the money? Well, we accepted physical donations, and we offered rewards, but we also uh, did through Venmo and everything. So, you know, if you want to help us out, we have a Venmo. Okay, what's the what's the, the handle on that Venmo? Do uh, you guys remember? Kearns Underneath Youth. So. Kearns Underneath. Okay, I'm going to put that in the show notes, Diego. Okay, awesome. Um, so... As I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but the Kearns Youth Council is a core component of the Evidence to Success um, Kearns Community Coalition. Um, and one of the main purposes of that coalition is to reduce um, youth substance abuse. So maybe one of you, maybe Giovanni, you can speak on this. Why, um, why is substance abuse an issue? Well, you know, I think as we all know, pretty much 2020 was a very hard year for all of us, especially with the pandemic, many losses. And, you know, I think all of us really had a hard time through through that quarantine. Maybe could have, I don't know, like you said, substance abuse was a really big problem with that. You know, drug abuse, alcohol, you know, people got... They became kind of yeah, an outlet. Yeah, yeah. They just got kind of like drifted away from everybody else. Like they lost contact with each other. And, you know, I guess that's where we came together and decided to help find a way for them to just tell them that it's all okay. And it sucks because... People our age, high schoolers, possibly even younger ones, middle schoolers, are out there, you know, smoking, having drug problems, and it, it really sucks, you know, it really sucks to see, especially in our community, but, you know, I'm glad that we found a solution to it, because right now we come together, we tell them the problems, like, the good things that happen once you leave it, and, you know, we're just trying to spread out the word even more. So what are some of the methods you've taken to um, tackle teen substance abuse? Well, um, something that we do in order to catch people's attention is that we, um, well, first we gather and we meet and we talk about it, and then later we host these events. We normally host them at the Kearns Library, and that's where families come, and w that's where we tell them, we spread the word. We're, we're like, hey, listen, we, we're here for you. You know, this is what we do. We could help each other out. And I guess that's just how the word spreads for, like, one through another, and that's how it's, we've been doing it for a while now. Cool. And you, you guys help middle schoolers, too, not just high schoolers. Uh, so we're trying to get more middle schoolers. So uh, if you're in, like, the Kearns area, you're about to be, you know, a freshman in Kearns High School or you're just, like, a middle schooler near that area, uh, contact us at our Instagram page, Kearns underscore youth, and you might be able to be a part of the Kearns Youth Council. Awesome. Angel. Oh, yeah. Also, like, even if you're not in the Kearns area, Try to look for other organizations that you think are interesting that will help you and maybe your family as well. There's so many sources, so many organizations that are fun to join and can, you know, 
and light your passion and everything. Yeah, I hear you um, are maybe looking to start a collaboration with some folks out in Magna. How's that going? Who wants to tackle that? Teach? Sure. We're um, still in the building stages of that, but um, excited to get to work with that as the new school year starts and work with them on some more events. And pretty much their main goal is is to provide outlets, positive places for kids to go and, and belong so they're not seeking alternative, negative alternative ways to spend their time. So they've done game nights at the library, movie night. They've also um, did a Christmas party to raise funds for the Homeless Youth Resource Center and uh, just trying to get more people involved in positive positive things. So I, I have a quick question for all the youth panels, inclu- including you, Diego, because we're talking about some pretty heavy stuff. Food, you know, not having enough. I think I swallowed a bug. <laughs> That's Excuse me. That's some food right there, some protein. Uh, you know, food security. Uh, in your families, in your peers, we're talking about substance abuse and smoking and, and um, destructive behavior. Usually parents don't like to know. It's like, no, 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 don't tell me. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about it. There's that separation between parents and kids at a certain age that you guys are. So have you found any pushback from parents? Have you found that you're more successful talking to your peers? Emily. Uh, so I feel like with everything that we've been able to tackle and all that we have been able to do, talking with your adult or your parent is just the important part of all of this communication is always key and communicating with parents will help you be able to like get your issues solved if you do have some sort of addiction you will be able to get help by them maybe you will they won't accept you for a little bit but they still will have that unconditional love for you in some manner and it's cool that you guys are there for um you know, students who are afraid to talk to their parents or struggle with that. Um, you guys are peers that they can talk to um, for help with all these things. So um, besides the, uh, the Magna project, um, what's up next for the Kearns Youth Council? Uh, so we're going to be collaborating with the Salt Lake County. Uh, so basically, we're going to be hosting these events like we have in the past, but we're going to use other facilities. Um, we have actually, we're going to have some rock climbing happening in one of our places that we have reserved. Um, so if you want to know more about that, we're going to be putting an Instagram post tonight. So go look at our Instagram. Awesome. And it's Kearns underscore youth, right? Yes. Yeah, everybody go go follow them. Go check them out. They're doing awesome things. Mr. Busey. And something else that just uh, came down is the Evidence to Success Coalition that started the Youth Council with a grant. They they were started by the Anne E. Casey Foundation, which is a big fill, fill in. can't say that word in the summertime. <laughs> Philanthropic. Philanthropic. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. You Appreciate it. So um, they've been observing from Baltimore where their headquarters are, what our youth council has been doing, and they want to copy it and replicate it, figure out how to put it together so that other communities across the country can can do the same thing. So, yeah, it's a tribute. Really? To, it's a big tribute to our youth and what they're doing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's huge. Diego. Hopefully we can have a have a Kearns youth, uh, youth council in every community yeah. pretty soon. I like that. Uh, so lots of stuff happening and the the thing is the more successful you are um you need to turn it over to the kids coming after you so how's that going why don't we get some closing comments from from folks diego 
All right, Emily. Um, so since I'm going to be graduating next year, I'm kind of trying, this year I'm going to be trying to step back as little as I can. Mentor someone else? Yeah, and try to see if I can, like, for example, get Geo instead, like, becoming the president of the youth council after me, kind of mentoring or an underclassman. That way they have more time in the presidency. Since I, I've been a... I started my presidency last year, kind of a little bit forced, but I'm glad that I was forced <laughs> to do it. Uh, I was just like a scared junior. I had we had no idea what we wanted to do in reality, but mm. with all that we have done, you just kind of fit into the role. You got to slip into it little by little. So I guess me mentoring somebody else will be able to help the future of the council. And Angel, you're the one. You're the one graduating. Um, have you got some some uh, some of your friends, some of your younger friends, in line to uh, help out more and keep the Kearns Youth Council doing great work? Um, I'm trying my best to you know spread the word about Kearns Youth Council. Sally, I don't have any takers, but <laughs> you know, for as long as I'm still here at Kearns, and even if I go to St. George and stuff like that for college, I'm still gonna continue spreading the word because I think it's an amazing opportunity. And it doesn't have to be current youth council. It could be any organization you think will help you and with your passion or even your family members and stuff like that. Because it is really important to like be in touch with your community or be in touch with o- other people. At least that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very positive attitude. It's making me feel a lot better um, hearing from all of you. Gio? Yeah, so like Angel said, we really want a lot of people to be a part of this. Not only do we want to make our, our community a better place, we want to make our state, country, make it the world. We want to make it all a better place. And, you know, seeing all of this drug abuse happen, it really sucks. And me still being kind of young, I'm, I'm a sophomore going into being a junior. I really want to get some of my friends into the youth council to, you know, let them spread the word probably to their families and their families onto other families. And that's just <laughs> what I'm really hopeful for right now. We're hearing a lot of positivity, Diego, especially coming out of the couple of years of COVID, looking at what the grown-ups are doing and uh, the, the world you may inherit. Do you all feel positive? I mean, does this work, this service in the community, create positivity for you, Gio? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I really see a lot of positivity in it. Most, like, in our events, like Mr. Bisse said, we have had guest speakers come. We have movie nights, game nights, and right now, our next event will be August 5th at the Kearns Hometown Night. It's going to be at the Kearns Library, and we're expecting to see a lot of people there. And, you know, a lot of people, they've told us in our recent game night, um, this family came up to me and Emily, and, well, she told me, she was like, well, I really like what you guys are doing here. And, well, (laughs) she just said a lot of nice things, and it really made my heart melt. (laughs) I was literally so happy. Words cannot describe the feeling. And, you know, not only do I want to be seen as somebody from a council or a youth council, I want to be seen as a role model, somebody who makes a change in our community. And representing Kearns. Yeah, just to tie on to what Angel and Emily and and Gio have said and what they've done is as a teacher for 16 years at Kearns and seeing these students go take their time and go serve in the community and what they're doing as a youth council, you know, like Martin Luther King said, you don't you don't need a anybody can serve. Anybody can be great because anybody can serve. You you don't need a title. You don't need a position. You can just go and serve, and it's the universal love language. You know, everyone, regardless of whatever, you know, 
everyone understands service and it's the universal language and I see it every day. And so, yeah, things are kind of sketchy, but um, I, I, I see it every day that, you know, we got some good upcoming leaders that, that can help us and, and steer us right and through their service. And focusing on what you can do in your immediate circle can really exactly. take that, that pressure of the rest of the world off. Well, thank you all so much for coming in. Diego, should we get uh, website, socials one more time? Yeah, yeah. So what was the uh, the Instagram again? Uh, Kearns undersc- underscore youth. All right, awesome. And you guys have a website? Um, so we're working on it right now. Well, you be sure to let us know, okay? Yeah. We'll put it in our resources online. And folks, you can check tonight's show notes for a link to the Kearns Youth Council. And just really, congratulations. Best of State, Governor's Spirit of Service Award. You and, and was it Adrian, who couldn't be here tonight, both yeah. recognized by the Division of Multicultural Affairs for your civic engagement work. Yeah, he really wanted to be here, but he had a couple of things going on, but that's fine. He's probably busy being a service, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in. And again, check tonight's show notes, fo- uh, folks, to uh, connect with the Kearns Youth Council. And thank you, uh, Mr. Busaith, for coming in with them. We got a, a great song from Aretha, I think. Do you think? <laughs> I walked you know. right into that pun, didn't I? <laughs> and after what we just heard, um, I'm feeling a lot of positivity, and it's making me think. So. Yeah. All right. What do we got coming up next after this? Coming up next, we have um, a bunch of young diplomats from the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy coming to chat with us about... Um, voting as it is primary election day get out and vote everybody you have until 8 p.m um (laughs) and uh we're gonna also talk about the state of politics and what's going on and and get a little bit of a youth perspective on all those things with diego bradley on krcl radioactive support for krcl comes from mark miller subaru and their loves diversity initiative Mark Miller Subaru is a proud community partner of Project Rainbow, spreading love together this Utah Pride Month. Learn more at projectrainbowutah.org or markmillersubaru.com. Welcome back to Radioactive, everybody. I'm Laura Jones, and coming up at 7, it's Democracy Now!, followed by Late Night Lowdown with Connor at 8, Super Sounds with Chovy at 10.30, and John Florence starting off your brand new day at 6 a.m., if you missed any show, you can listen for the last uh, two weeks on demand at krcl.org under the Programs tab, including this show, Radioactive. Tonight, Diego Bradley, the intern on Tuesday nights, is doing a youth takeover here on Primary Election Day. Take it away, Diego. All righty. So we have got um, a bunch of people from the Young Diplomats of Utah here today um, with the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy. And we're going to have a little chat about voting and uh, the state of politics right now and get some youth perspectives on that. So why doesn't everybody go ahead and introduce themselves starting over here? Um, hi, my name is Amina Ahmed. Um, I'm a recent graduate from Granger High School, and I've been with UCCD Youth Diplomats for about two years now. Welcome to the show, Amin. Uh, hi, my name is Carity uh, Raimundo, and I've been with Youth Diplomats for... Uh, two years, I think, and I am a sophomore. Hi there, I'm Chloe Raimundo. I am 15 years old, and I have been with UCCD for about two years. And get this, Carity and Chloe are twins, right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's 
true. Yeah. <laughs> Much to my disappointment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. We understand. We understand. <laughs> I'm kidding. What did we talk about? Okay. <laughs> my name is Sophia Dechen. I'm a rising senior at Lone Peak High School, and I have been with Young Diplomats of Utah for about three years now. My name is Heber Ford. I'm also a rising senior at Lone Peak High School. Uh, I just turned 17. Today is actually my birthday. But oh, happy birthday! Thanks, but, yeah. Thanks for uh, taking time out of out of the uh, the big day for you to come over here and and chat with us. You know what? This is what I'd love to do with my life anyway. So oh, that's awesome. Perfect birthday. So um, how did everybody get involved um, with the Young Diplomats? Maybe we start with you. I mean. Um, I initially got involved because I was looking for um, just youth-oriented programs that were mostly nonpartisan and had to do with um, global, but also domestic relations. Uh, well, my um, introduction to a lot of the diplomacy business was definitely um, from you know mentors and especially my older sister, and uh, she recommended something among politics. And since she already knows of my history of being opinionated, um, I decided that um, it would be a good fit. Opinionated is downplaying it a little bit, I feel. But um, yeah, uh, our sister has definitely shown us a lot of great opportunities. And as someone who is just very passionate about community issues, the youth diplomats just kind of resonated with me a lot. So, um, As the Raimundos for their older sister, it was my older brother for me. And at first I kind of went begrudgingly, kind of like, oh, I don't really want to do this. But then... The first activity, we had a South Sudanese refugee come and talk to us, and we built clay cows, and ever since, it's inspired me to pursue diplomacy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I also had uh, some friends that were in it and invited me, and uh, it was, uh, I, I definitely joined initially not knowing what I was getting into, but, I mean, doesn't everyone get involved in politics without really knowing they're getting involved <laughs> into politics? Uh, and I stayed just because it was really interesting. I find that people are interesting and that there's no greater thing to learn about to me. So what do you guys do with the Young Diplomats? Um, maybe go ahead, Heber. Um, with the Young Diplomats, we work and engage in increasing youth activities in actual citizen diplomacy, as well as understanding different cultures. It's very, sometimes it's harder to understand different perspectives at an older age, but also it's just, it's very important that from a young age, we start people learning and understanding people that may not have the same views as them or be from the same places as them. To add on to that, also, we, we always we do diplomacy simulations every now and then, and it's really cool to be able to kind of get this glimpse into what, what real-life diplomacy situations and political situations might look like. And um, like Heber said, you know, it's very important to understand these things at a young age and to connect with those around you, just the youth at your school, those in your community, and um, be able to see or try to get a glimpse of understanding of where they're coming from. Thank you, Sophia. Yeah. Um, you have something to say, Chloe? Yeah, uh, I just want to say that Youth Diplomats is just so much fun. And um, like Sophia mentioned, it's just full of simulations, which are nice to role play with. And also, like Heber said, it's all about learning. And I feel like the exposure is very important, and that's why I love it so much. What does one of these simulations look like? Maybe... Carrie, you can you can tell us give us a, a dive into uh, what your average what your average simulation looks like. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about it as 
Sophie and Chloe mentioned up. So we actually recently pretended to be like um, worldwide nation, essentially. Like we were all our own countries. Um, so like, for example, I was a made up country, Kanasa. And then everyone else was also like their made up countries and they had like their natural resources, their own advantages and disadvantages and histories with each other. And then we kind of um, worked to like create international peace and um you know, our own personal interests, like gaining more land and whatever. Um, but yeah, these type of simulations definitely help us understand more about why certain things don't work and why certain things do work with other people. So instead of just going for the simple answer, it's very clear to see after we do things like this that the there is no easy answer, especially when it comes with a lot of people's feelings and um, business. So. Yeah, it's, it's always more complicated um, to, to, to figure everything out. Um, so maybe we can talk about, um, quickly voting and, um, we all know it's, it's very important to, to vote internationally, but maybe as you guys are starting to, starting to get into voting, why do you think it's important to vote, especially locally? Maybe, I mean, you can talk about this. Um, well, the obvious answer would probably be because local politics affects us more, whether it's like, um, your neighborhood having cracked sidewalks or the garbage dispensers or just things like that that have more of an everyday impact on your life um, is some of the reasons why I think local politics has more of an impact. But um, I think when people think of voting, they usually think of like the general election, like voting on a very wide scale. And that's where kind of the um, questionable sentiment comes in, whether it matters or not, um, and this, just things like that. Um. What do you think about like staying informed and keeping yourself well a well-informed voter? How maybe Heber you can you can speak on this? Yeah. How I, do you uh, do that? Well, I I've, I've noticed it's such a huge issue and I think it's very important to talk about, but staying informed is a lot of just knowing how to be informed with the correct information. It's very easy to be misinformed or malinformed or just maybe not understand the issues. And I think a lot of that comes from finding multiple perspectives. Don't just stick with one news source. Maybe read a couple of different news sources. And it's hard. And I know a lot of people who just want to avoid being informed because a lot of times you get informed and then you get angry and then, you know, it frustrates you. You don't want to be a part of it. Uh, and recently I said to one of my friends who had said essentially the same thing is that uh, ignorance is like candy. It's sweet. It's nice. It's often preferable. But it also leads to cavities in our society. And in a democracy, we have to be informed. Otherwise, we are going to be full of cavities. That's a good one. Um, maybe I, I think one of the problems is social media. I think it kind of creates a lot of those those cavities and uh, creates a lot of, I don't know, people go on social media and they look at one news source and one news source only and it's not always even correct facts. So maybe one of you can speak on that and some of the problems and also how to find, um, how to find credible news sources on social media. Sophia, go ahead. Um, oftentimes I, I find myself, I, I follow a diverse range of people, but often, you know, I, I follow a lot of like the similar people who have very similar views. So I, I fall in the trap of confirmation bias and I know many others do as well. Um, I only see what I think, what I believe, because those are my friends, those are the people I, you know, follow often. So I think it's very crucial that, you know, maybe you follow, you know, someone from the other party or a representative that you wouldn't usually follow, but maybe go out of your way to just to see their side, to understand um, where they're coming from 
and to find a credible news source on social media <laughs> that's that's pretty difficult um i usually like to to go outside the range of social media for for that so where are some of the places that that you go or maybe maybe some of the rest of you go chloe um, I find that it's really easy to find different politicians' websites and their accounts. And in their accounts on social media, it's easy to see perspective because they speak more of from a first-person point of view. And especially with more technology, it's ridiculously easy to spread lies and slander. So I find that it's easier to like look at more trustworthy like names and brands like the New York Times and also ones that might be biased, but not just one news source that is biased. And I'm not going to name them right now, but, you know, we know who they are. So. <laughs> I think just not one news source in general is uh, is is awesome. It's a good, positive thing. Uh, that was Chloe, but I thought Carity was the opinionated one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And I will not be afraid to name them out. I mean, looking at Fox News recently, <laughs> um, I mean, and like BBC, it's kind of entertaining almost looking at it. But um, back to the point, though. Um, I think especially as young people and especially as we're representing young people, we definitely turn to social media to inform us because we find it easier than, you know, going to the newspapers or those type of more things that I guess we would characterize as old fashioned. So the media is definitely <laughs> no offense. No, sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're definitely turning to social media lots. But I find that when we look at, um, you know, certain for example, senators or politicians, social media, it can their sentiments are oftentimes very different from their actual actions. So that's why I think that, um, and you know, especially as just humans in general, we're very attracted to like-minded individuals. So we're only going to be following the people that we initially already agree with. So it's definitely not a place to like branch out, I would say, but it is a place to, you know, if you, if you very much agree or very much trust a politician, then the social media would be useful in that regard. But I'd say that the youth are a little bit too reliant on that. I mean, the general youth, not, you know, everyone. But, yeah, we definitely need more um, wide variety. Like, I find that just listening to a, a recent story that happened and then just searching up on different websites what happened is a much faster way than looking at, you know, very, you know, very prominent politicians' views on it because they are very biased because of, you know, their own words against them or what they have said before. Well, yeah, and they have a community to serve for and... Um you know, they live in a, a particular state where they want a certain agenda to be passed, and they also want to look good because they're trying to get the votes. Um, yeah, sure, of course, Heber. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to add that specifically with social media, it's really, really risky. And like Sophia said, you definitely have to go out of your way because social media will send you what they think you're going to like. And oftentimes what you like is going to be your exact same opinion, creating what, and I know people have probably heard this term before, an echo chamber on social media where you're just going to keep receiving the exact same view that you currently have or views similar to it or other people that have views similar to your own view. And that's going to create a situation where you don't really get to see other people's views. So you definitely have to go to out of your way to find that kind of stuff on social media. Um, and uh, one other thing, talking about like places to go to find good resources, a lot of times I just actually go to the government websites and like if there's a big bill that's on topic I'll try and read through it and it's obviously it's a pain it's hard and you have to learn actually how to read through a lot of that language but it means that I can read it understand it and come up with my own view on it and so like with 
Supreme Court cases, I'll just also sift through it and that kind of stuff, since a lot of that is online in this day and age. Do you think that being in school teaches you how to read those kinds of things, or could we maybe use a little bit better, um, I don't know, teaching of how to read difficult language, like especially political language in school? Maybe, Amina, you can, you can chip in? Um, I think school definitely has an impact, but um, regardless of that, I think social media is always going to be the bigger bearer because, um, like, different generations are, like, labeled with different things. Like, obviously, we have, like, the boomers, and we have, like, the do-nothing millennials. But if, if anything, I think, like, Gen Z is, like, the social media vigilantes. Like, um, obviously, the group we have here, they look for news in very practical matters. But, like, the average Generation Z, like, um, individual um, falls into the habit, habit of getting their news pieces from, like, very bite-sized, surface-level, like, Instagram infographics or, excuse me, um, or, like, very quick, small, like, video clips, like, now this or just stuff like that. And it's, like, quick and accessible. Um, and it spreads the news and awareness quickly, but again, it doesn't have some of that like um, very nuanced, complex, um, deep level kind of analysis that these social issues we're trying to take on look at. So I think um, while school does have an impact, it varies heavily on the individual. And it's also, I think, with social media, it's, you know, you might see something a, a quick story about gun violence and then two seconds later you see a funny meme and then you, you remember the funny meme more than you do um, what you read about gun violence and, and uh, what, what March for Our Lives are doing. Um, just a quick reset. So um, you're here. I'm Diego Bradley. This is KRCO Radioactive 90.9 FM and we're here with um, a bunch of youth from um, the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy, and uh, we're having a little discussion about politics and the state of politics and uh, and voting. Remember, polls close at 8 p.m. Um, not much time left, but but get out and vote if you can. We hope you already have. Um, yeah, your vote is your voice. Do yes, it. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Heber. Um, all right, I'm gonna kind of maybe pivot a little bit um, and ask you guys all. What would you define free speech as? Go ahead, Amina. Free speech. I would define free speech as not necessarily saying whatever you want unfiltered because there's like levels to that and obviously that bleeds into conversations of like hate speech and different things like that. But free speech to me means um, not being necessarily afraid to say what you want to say, not because you're saying something problematic, but because what you're saying is necessarily going to be heard in a room full of other people with like, um, like-minded like views. So, Carity? Um, well, I definitely love the way that you phrased that. Um, I think that, yeah, free speech, a lot of people use free speech in like different varying ways. Um, we've seen it abused by some. Um, you know, they're like, oh, I have free speech and then proceed to say the most racist thing you've heard of. <laughs> um, but I mean, I agree with what Amina says. The whole point of having free speech is to be able to speak um, in a place where otherwise you wouldn't be listened to or otherwise you wouldn't be respected or otherwise you just wouldn't feel safe to. So, you know, free speech is just the ability that everybody at least has a voice. How they use that voice is, you know, a bit of a, a different turn. But it's just the guarantee that people have the ability that if they need to, which we all do need to, um, we can make our opinion be known and the communities that we represent. Chloe? 
or maybe um, what do you think about the current laws we have, like the First Amendment and other free speech laws? Do you think they do a good job of of enforcing these things and, and keeping, I guess, hate speech regulated? They're definitely an outline to start with, but enf- enforcement comes from just like the courthouse, um, public enforcement. It's just a different kind of standard. But I feel like it was definitely the right place to start, but it doesn't really outline like how how there are a lot of people who say things that make people feel unsafe, like what Carity and Demina were saying. And that in itself is kind of oppressing a lot of people's feel that they have a right to speak and be heard. Sophia? Um, I, I agree. It's a very, very good start, and it's a it's something that we have to continue to build off. And the line is very blurred, um, and social media doesn't help that. You know, there there's a lot of just very radical, polarized terms that are thrown out there these days, and you know, sometimes you don't know, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Um, and I think, you know, free speech goes beyond, you know, the words you're saying. I think you can express your, you know, your speech through voting and other forms. So make sure to go out and vote <laughs> before 8 p.m. But um, there, there are other forms of free speech, um, and, you know, going to a protest or supporting a cause. You know, that's that's part of your free speech. So I think it's important that we utilize those other forms of free speech. Huber? I mean, it's a complicated thing. Uh, if I could ask for a clarification, what do you mean by, like, regulated? Um, I mean, I guess free speech isn't particularly regulated right now. We have a First Amendment that says that um, essentially anyone can say whatever they want. But um, maybe let's go for a classic example. Like, there's the the example that it's illegal to yell fire in a crowded theater. Um, so there there clearly are some... Well, some regulations and limitations on free speech. Do you think there should be more? I, whether or not going to be more or less, I don't know. It really depends on who's speaking and what they're saying. But I think that you have a freedom to speak, not always necessarily a freedom to be heard, and not always necessarily a freedom from the punishment of what you say. You know, there are certain things that are safety hazards. You have the right to say something that is going to cause a safety hazard, but it will directly lead to you being punished because that is a safety hazard. It's kind of hard to talk people from speaking. Uh, Obviously, prior restraints is a thing, but the Supreme Court has said, you know, there's a heavy, a heavy, uh, what's the term? Uh, A A heavy bar, a big bar. There's a high bar to pass, you know, for prior restraint. Um, Obviously, I mean, I think hate speech is a terrible thing, but trying to find that line between when somebody is legitimately, you know, misrepresenting facts, just stating opinions, and being very negative towards a specific group for no reason other than, you know, whatever personal vendetta they have, and maybe there is actually something happening, you know, where do we draw the line on hate speech is a very, very hard thing to even attempt to legislate or regulate, and so I don't... I don't know if we need more. It's an issue, but I don't know if it can be regulated. Diego, we have about five minutes left in our conversation. I know you wanted to leave time to ask about the Youth Summit coming up. Oh, yeah. So there's a Youth Summit coming up on um, September 24th, I believe it is. It's the Mm -hmm. UCCD Youth Summit. 
And uh, Heber, maybe you can talk to me for a second. You were awarded a Citizen Diplomat Award, so you'll definitely be there. Uh, yes, so uh, this is going to be my second youth summit that I've actually helped uh, run and organize. So i actually in charge of helping set up and organize the diplomacy simulations at the youth summit. But speaking to the generality of what the youth summit is going to be, uh, it's going to be a collection of youth, which we generally consider to be people under the age of 35. But honestly, youth is more of a mindset to me than it is really an age. And so a lot of people are invited, but we want young people to come. There's going to be lots of people talking about really cool things. So last year we had a National Geographic photographer come uh, and talked about you know how they got into their job and all the different things that they do, all the different places they traveled, and even how there's some diplomatic parts of being a photographer. Uh, there's going to be a diplomacy simulation for youth, and then there's going to be a... Uh, I mean, what's it called? You you received an award at the last Youth Summit. Uh, Utah 7 for 17. Yeah. Could you talk about that real fast? Um, well, I was a recipient last year. That's correct. Um, it's essentially um, uh, the UCCD pinpoints um, youth um, in the state who are doing like um, – who are extensively involved in either of the um, United Nations uh, Sustainable Goals. So like there's like the Sustainable Goal for Hunger – sustainable goal for equality, um, sustainable goal for, uh, like, water access and things like that. So that's always a big thing at the Youth Summit. Thank you, Amina. Um, so that event, the UCCD Youth Summit, is free. Um, it's a long time away, but mark your calendars. should be a lot of fun. should be a great event. We'll put some links in the show notes. So I'm going to take executive producer prerogative and ask everyone to share a closing thought or comment. We're going to end with you, Diego. Okay. But Amina, now that I think about it, I think we had you on Zoom last year when you got that award, to tell yeah, you the that's truth. that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I remember where I know you from. <laughs> so just a closing comment or maybe talk about a hero. I know that uh, for you, you have a very fiery hero. I was told by Vincent, Angela. Davis. Angela Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but whatever you'd like folks to know in closing about youth and your perspective on the future, on your future, Amina. Um, being it, being that it is election day, one thing I do want to sort of remind people is that as much as um, voting is a tool, it also shouldn't be framed as a sort of, um, I guess, end all be all. Like, if we think about the recent thing that happened with the Supreme Court, you'll see things like that and also get a text on your phone that says, hey, this, 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 this thing, this um, issue is a big um, threat to our democracy. Donate $25 to our campaign to stop it. And so it's like, why are we sort of framing um, voting as a sort of end-all, be-all to these sort of like very structural and deeply rooted institutional problems instead of as a tool, you know what I mean? Because I think in some cases that puts like, youth like us at a sort of like um guilty position i understand so, yeah we have about two minutes left so security okay wow uh so this is like a last kind yep. of thing to All say right. well let me think um well first off go vote please if you can i mean everybody has their voice for a reason and um you know people have definitely fought so that you could have your voice and that you could represent your community and that especially resonates with me um you know just parts of my identity and what i can't help there have definitely been people who have fought very hard so that i would have the privilege to someday vote so um for any of you out there who can vote now please do take advantage of that and um yes and don't be too distraught about what happened recently i know it can sometimes um way down on uh, how we feel about politics and democracy, but it is about our voice, so we still have a chance. Chloe. 
Um, thank you. Since it's election day, go vote. And well, I guess since we don't have that much time, I just want to say thank you guys for having us over here. Absolutely. Sophia. I would also like to thank you guys um, for having us. And also, I think it's just very crucial that we understand and start start to see, you know, the, the impact social media really does have. And not just for the youth, but also for all the adults out there. You know, it's not just your kids. It's also you who, you know, can easily be hurt by social media or have their opinion be, um, you know, very polarized from it. So just be cautious and be aware. Heber. I'll keep it short, too. Um, the past belongs to our elders. The present belongs to our parents. But it is the future that belongs to us, the youth. We must put ourselves in a position to create the future that we want to see and that we want. We have to learn, we have to educate ourselves, and we have to make sure that we can make a better world. If we don't educate ourselves, if we don't prepare ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally for what we're going to have to do in the future, then we're not going to be able to do it. So make sure that you prepare yourself for a better world. Diego, congratulations on your first show. What is yeah. your closing thought? Um, my closing thought, I want to go back to the social media thing for a second. Um, I think social media has quite the vicious discourse. I go in the comments sometimes and I'll see people just absolutely hating on each other. And when someone runs out of something to to argue with, they'll, they'll go to the other person's page and make fun of their name or their photo or whatever else is on their page. I just think that to have these political conversations, we have to be in general a little bit nicer and more welcoming with each other and um i think all of this hate and meanness has caused quite the divide in this country and in order to repair that we're going to need to be a little bit more accepting of each other well diego thank you for a great show and thank yeah, you to thank you, you youth diplomats great show everybody we're going to join democracy now in progress this is krcl 90.9 salt lake city ogden provo online at krcl.org we'll see you tomorrow night